All right. So in, uh, in the age of, uh, transparency, okay. What happened to my, wow. <laughs> All right. So open, open book management. Someday I'm going to get this live startup right the first time. So open book management is the idea of allowing employees to access your company's accounting records. And in the age of transparency in, in today's business environment, that might seem like a really good idea um, and, or a great business practice. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what I did in 2019, which was in January, we implemented open book uh, or open book management um, throughout uh, my directed energy business. And I wanted to talk a little bit about whether or not that was a good idea or was it just really TMI? you know, in terms of, of what it meant to the employees. So it's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. Hi, I'm Stephen Krause, and this is Up and to the Right, the no-nonsense podcast where we blend your passion with proven business principles like transparency and trust, proven business principles, and practical action. I am going to get this right eventually. Um, this isn't about buzzwords or short-term trends. This is about taking those unique business principles and applying them in a way that is authentic and creative to help you grow your business. All right. So this week, obviously, we're going to talk about um, the uh, open book management. We're going to talk a little bit about what's wrong with my intro other than my stumbling through it horribly. Um, and we are still continuing to do the Up and to the Right podcast slash live stream at um, 10 o'clock on Wednesdays. So uh, what's wrong with my intro? I noticed after I was editing the, the videos uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, or that episode that I recorded a couple of weeks ago, I was editing it, and I realized that I talk about uh, these proven business principles in the intro, and then I sort of don't ever mention them again in, in terms of what uh, what is that you know, what proven business principles are we talking about? So uh, as a format change, I'm just going to make sure that that I've brought in some of those principles into the discussion overtly so that we can talk about them. And so that was that was something that I noticed. And the other thing is, you know, sometimes I have a suggested action at the end of the podcast or live stream. Um, I'm just going to change that to practical action so it kind of fits together better. Um and so that's what I found with my, my live stream intro and how I'm going to correct it. Uh, at this point, let's just go on and start talking a little bit about um, the uh, concept of open book management. So uh, the idea of open book management in general, what is open book management? It's the idea that your employees have access to the accounting information. And uh, then obviously kind of building on that, that they have uh, decision-making authority and your trust as a business owner to make decisions and take action based on the information that they have. And if you add the accounting information to that, the idea is that you're giving them more tools to make good choices to help you grow your business. And so the next the, the principles that are involved with this are trust and transparency, and those are becoming more and more important in uh, our, our modern day and age. Um, we need our employees to trust us 
And we want to be able to trust our employees. So if as we build a business, trust is super important because we want to be able to uh, begin to separate ourselves from that business so that we can go on vacation or uh, eventually maybe slow down our workload and, and or pass it on to somebody else. But if you don't trust the people that you work with, you can't you can't do that. So we want to be able to trust our employees so that they can operate independently of us and still do the what we would consider the right thing or the good business thing. But the other thing is um, we need them to trust us as employers. We want them to feel good about working with us and we need that relationship to be two-way um, so that they're not constantly in fear, looking for another position, not knowing where they stand, not knowing where the company stands. And so that's where the trust piece comes in. Transparency uh, is is really kind of just a piece of that in terms of sharing what you can in, in a way that's authentic. So um, it, and that builds trust because employees know they're getting the real story and it's not um, coded or glossed over, excuse me, or something like that. Uh, it's just the real, the real thing. Um, as we're going to find out, trust and transparency have some consequences. And we'll talk about those a little bit as we go forward this morning. So, um, the benefits of open book management, uh, are you, you create that, that positive employer employee relationship, switch cameras here a little bit. Um, it helps your employees understand the status of the business, how the business is doing and how their piece of it impacts the business as a whole. Uh, hopefully it, it helps them, um, uh, perform their job more effectively or be more efficient in their work and helps them uh, give you creative solutions to customer problems or to operational problems. Um, it, you know, both, um, uh, both of those things can save you money, create new products even, and, and uh, create more efficiency so that you can get more done with fewer resources, which as small business owners, we're always trying to do, right? So, uh, those are some of the benefits of the open book management. The The risks uh, are a little bit, um, it really is going to depend on your level of uh, the, the type of employees you have and, and uh, how well-trained they are, how long they've been working with you. But you, one thing that you have to remember is that as a, if you're a sole proprietor or a partnership, um, when you share your company's data, you're sharing a piece of your personal financial information. And some people might not think about that as, as um, uh, really important, but you're putting a lot of trust in people when you're sharing your personal private uh, financial data. And you're not asking anyone in the company to do the same. You're not asking for that kind of reciprocation. So you're giving uh, your coworkers, uh, a pretty big gift in, of trust when you do that as a small business owner, as a big company, it's a whole different thing, but we're not big companies. We're small businesses. So this is, this is very personal to us when we share our private data, when, when we share that, that, uh, financial information. Um, 
The other risk that you can have is once you start sharing something, uh, the question is, how is it going to be used? Uh, are employees going to be looking through the financials, trying to dig up things that they can second guess? Or are they saying, oh, marketing spent, you know, 10% more than research and development spent or that sales spent? And are we going to start fostering the very problems that we hoped transparency would solve? And so I think those are things you have to keep in mind um, because you don't, you don't, for the most part, you don't pay your employees to second guess everything that's going on in the company. And it's also possible that employees might not actually have enough information about the, the big picture to use the information that they're being given when it ter- in terms of the financial data in a way that is appropriate. So we have to kind of balance that out and, and uh, come up with a, a program that works for our business. So how did I do it in 2019? So like I said, in January of 2019, I opened up the books to all the employees. Um, It's not a big company. We have a small team. We've been working together a long time. So there is already an established relationship and level of trust um, that we went into this with. Uh, And, but one thing I did that I think, should be considered is I didn't just say, okay, here's, here's your open, open books work really hard to make my company better. And and you can say our company, but if you own it, it's your company. So, um, there's, there's not a whole lot of incentive there for an employee to say, oh, I want to improve the efficiency of all this stuff so that Steve can go on vacation uh, that's, that's not really motivating. So what I tied the, the open management, the open book management to was a tiered level of benefit improvements as the financial, uh, picture improved over time, you know, and some examples to that were, were, um, increased PTO rollover, paid time off rollover year to year, um, uh, potential PTO buyback program, 401k match, so there are things we can do as business owners where we can uh, provide incentive to employees that is real, that they can really get their heads around profit sharing, uh, stuff like that, where they can get their hands around that and say, okay, if I do this, there's a real benefit, a real what's in it for me, uh, other than just having a work environment that maybe I like and, and, uh, and I trust the people around me. So that was one thing that I felt was really important was that the employees needed to have something that they could latch onto that would be a benefit to them. If things, if things went well and, and here's the financial data to help you see where we are in terms of that in, in, in how are we measuring on that yardstick uh, to, to get to any of these new, uh, benefit tiers. Some of the, <laughs> I asked a couple of people before, uh, before the, to add to the show notes, just for some comments about how they felt about, um, the, you know, open book management policy for the last year. And I had, well, one person said it, it helped decide priorities and what to, in what to order. So this was obviously in term of, terms of logistics and, and inventory management. 
Um, and also uh, that, quote, BS purchases disappeared. So th- what that means to me is that people really did take into consideration what they wanted versus what they needed when they asked to purchase something. Now, typically what you're talking about in the BS category is wants versus needs, things that maybe um, uh, 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 a test, a piece of test equipment that might be a nice to have, but isn't, we can get by without it or a new copier that would go, you know, faster or be in color or, or something like that. So there were, I, I hesitate to actually categorize any of them as, as quote BS, but, but certainly uh, the second tier needs and the wants might have gotten backed off a little bit as people reviewed the finances and said, Oh, if we buy that, it's going to reduce our profit by X, Y, Z. And that impacts our long-term goals by Y. Okay. And so I thought, I think that had some value. Another comment I got was that, um, early on it caused some anxiety and which I can understand because if you, if you're not meeting the financial goals or expectations that, that, uh, were targeted or that you might want to, um, and you're not in a direct position. Well, even if you are in a direct position of, of having as much control as possible over the outcome, uh, even if you're in sales and sales are low, uh, that still gives you an immediate anxiety, a measure of anxiety when you're not meeting that goal. And, and what do you do about it? You can, you can make the argument that some of that is appropriate. So if you're in sales and sales are low, there's, it's appropriate to have a little anxiety around that. If you're in research and development and sales are low and your anxiety doesn't help you do your job better, doesn't help you uh, get that sales number up, then that didn't buy us anything. That just made an anxious employee and that doesn't help us. So uh, those were some comments that I felt were uh, really interesting and, and helpful to me as I go forward. You know, is this really a good program or is it something that uh, maybe we won't do in, you know, going forward in, in, for the rest of 2020 or whatever? So what am I going to do in terms of the what did I learn and what are we, what am I going to, to change as a result of having done this for a year? Um, am I going to can it? No, I'm going to continue to have some form of open book management because I believe that it is the right thing to do. And, and so we're going to keep doing it. The, but I do think that open finances aren't enough. It, it isn't enough to just say, here's the finances, interpret them as you will. We need to find a way to promote understanding of those finances, how they match up against our corporate goals, the, the goals that we have as a company. Um, and, and so part of that is discussing them. So one of the things I didn't do, and this was a 2020 hindsight mistake, is I did not have any kind of feedback um, that I provided the team on a regular basis, we didn't go through the, the balance sheet and, and uh, profit and loss statement at the end of the month, for example. And I think we probably should have done that. So in the future, that's the kind of thing that I want to make sure that there's a Q and a session that we can have where people can 
say, well, how come R&D was so expensive this month? Or why did we spend all this money going to the Photonics West show? And what were the results of that? Because if you're going to open your books and, and ask people to participate in the health and growth of your company in an active way, you owe it to them to give them that, you know, to offer them um, not justifications necessarily or rationalizations, but decision-making processes and, and what went into them. Um, and, and there is a risk of feeling defensive about a decision and you can go in uh, to a, a period and, and make a decision and realize that it was a mistake and you're going to have to own that. Now, how publicly you own that is your choice as a business owner. My feeling is, you know, we're, we're, we're beyond the point where the boss knows everything and is infallible. Um, I don't feel like that expectation is realistic or reasonable or accurate or believable. All you have to do is look at the news cycle and you see, uh, you know, very highly paid CEOs making monumental mistakes. And that trickles down to every single business owner. We're not perfect. We're all human. We make mistakes. So I think for me, you just have to admit it. You say, we made this error. It, it isn't what we're going to do next time. It's what we did this time. And this is the impact that it had. And that's okay. Um, so we want to find a way to promote understanding of the financials in terms of the goals of the company. Right. Um, and then we also want to use that opportunity to reduce tension. So if you have a group and as the business owner, it, I mean, let's face it, it's your job to understand how people are feeling in your organization. If a group of, of employees is feeling disenfranchised um, by, you know, the spending in another part of the organization or whatever, you do have to be prepared to explain why that expenditure is um, providing value to the group, uh, not just being spent um uh, uh, without thought for this other group. And, and so we have to prepare for that. And so there is some responsibility on the part of the business owner to not only open the books, but manage the open book policy and the, and the open book, um, uh, culture. You have to manage that more actively certainly than I did over 2019. So I think that's one of the important lessons here. Um, you know, and regular discussions of financial issues do provide you as a business owner a little bit of accountability. Um, and and so that may create a tension you don't like, but it may also create a healthy tension in your organization where, you know, you've told the employees that you're going to have, you know, this program and these benefits and what we have to do is achieve these goals. And you need to to um, uh participate in that and, 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 uh, certainly honor it when it occurs. But if you take action as the owner that undermines the success of that group during that time, um, you know, if you're have a, a goal of having a certain amount of cash in, in a reserve account and you pull out a whole bunch of cash and then you drive up on a Friday afternoon with a new boat, you know, you're undermining the, the goals of your organization. It's within your 
rights as an owner to do what you want with your property and your company, but you have to understand the consequences if that's the choice that you make. And so there is a potential to have some, some accountability tension. Um, and I think it could be healthy. It could also, uh, I just think it's something that you have to be aware of as a business owner. So let's talk about uh, a little bit about uh, suggested or practical actions that you can take uh, around open book management and uh, and this kind of transparency and trust that you're going to build with that. Um, first of all, think it through and take it slowly. Uh, depends on the environment. If you have people that have worked with you for a long time, um, and and you know I have the fortune of uh, the good fortune to have had a, a lot of working relationship with the team that, uh, that we're talking about. Um, then you have that advantage. If your team is relatively new or inexperienced, um, you may have a little more work to do before you can make this successful for your, for your business. Uh, so take it slow, think it through, put some thought into how it's going to be implemented. What is it going to look like? Remember that it's not an all or nothing deal. You don't have to do what what I did necessarily immediately and say, okay, I'm just going to give everybody read-only access to the accounting side of the system. That's pretty radical. You don't have to do that. Um, you can say, okay, we're going to have a monthly meeting on just the financials. We're going to talk through them, but I'm not going to open up you know, the accounting system directly. And then you can ease into additional access as it makes sense for your business. And one really important thing is don't put your employees in the position of Cassandra where they have the data, they can see the future, but they have absolutely no ability to take action to fix it. Um, so give them the information that you feel is appropriate to them, uh, but also provide them with the authority to take action on your behalf uh, and give them uh, give them that trust so that they can be uh, an agent for you and for the growth of your business. And also make sure you give them a reason. You know, it's, it, it, like I said before, it doesn't do them any good if they help you grow and create a great business so that you can go on vacation and they're still working and they get no benefit. So find a way to incorporate the success of the organization with the value of being an employee in that organization. So what's in it for them and then share it, make sure that that, that value is posted or not posted, but public and that you keep on top of it and you honor it. So when you hit that goal, when you hit that cash reserve, you uh, say, okay, we've got the cash reserve. We're doing, you know, we're doing well. We're going to move on to, uh, um, uh, we'll have a 2% 401k match or, we will roll over another week of PTO at the end of the year if you still have it on the books. So those kinds of things um, will tie the success of the business back to your employees and give them a reason to use the information we're talking about in open book management to help you succeed. So, all right. Um, there's a lot to kind of think about there. I hope that uh, that's been helpful for you. Um, I'd love to hear any questions. Uh, I do have a question slide, but I'll just, throw it out there now, um, q.a at b50p.com with any questions about the program that I implemented or the, um, 
the benefits that I tied to uh, the the success of the company. Uh, normally, I have a what's next for next week. I don't have that this week because I honestly I looked at my schedule of planned programs. I've got like twelve or thirteen um, episodes that I've kind of been thinking about, and I don't like any of them right now. Uh, so I will. To, next week's going to be a surprise episode. I don't know what it's going to be. I am kind of thinking about doing an episode about the tiered benefit program that I was talking about earlier. I think that might be interesting because I did put a lot of thought into that and a lot of work into it. And, um, there's, a, I think there's some value there for people, um, in terms of, of how can you create a structure of benefit that employees can tie to where, um, uh, even when you are not currently in a position to offer a benefit, how do you tell employees we're going to get there and this is how we're going to do it? You know, how are you going to get to a 3% employer match on the 401k or rolling over half of their PTO or um, having profit sharing? Um, you know, and, and there's all kinds of benefits. So I, you know, I won't articulate every single one, but I, in fact, I think we'll go ahead and talk about that. So instead of being a mystery episode, we'll talk about a tiered benefit program that I, I put together and that I actually really like. Um, and that'll be next week. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the Beyond 50% YouTube channel and hit that bell so that you'll be notified when there's new content or when we're on the air. Uh, visit uh, beyond50percent.com to find all the show notes for each episode, which usually get posted pretty quick after the episode. Uh, you will notice that last week's episode is not up yet, so that's on my schedule to do this week. Um, if you can use a hand implementing or developing business improvement projects, uh, that's what we do. So give me a call at uh, 970-218-2018 or email at go.beyond at b50p.com or you can learn more at beyond50percent.com. Finally, if you have any questions or topic suggestions, please send those to q.a at b50p.com and I'll go ahead and either create a whole uh live stream podcast episode uh, around a topic or at least get the answer out to you um, via a Q&A session or if it's something really quick that's very specific I may just you know email you back what I what my thoughts are on that I'd like to thank you for watching today let's roll up our sleeves and get to work <laughs>